watching the last video and we look it's just it's completely like creviced in this thing yeah how we doing <laughs> we're just stuck in the middle here too many jams here yeah yo trow's side looks like he has a ton of real estate over there oh it's because i did it's, i was taking cushion. it's a cushion oh dude that's why yeah okay uh, we're joined with uh, by Spenny today, a real estate agent. Who oh, just, we're live right now. Who just got me a new listing about three inches to the left on this couch <laughs> here. And I did it for four-fifths commish. Four. So. <laughs> That's a very generous guy right there. Um, <laughs> you know what it is today? Um, when you're hearing this, it's going to be 2019. That's true. And Let that sink you know in. That means? It's the one-year birthday of too many jams. We we released our first episode High one five. year ago. Not High a big five. deal. Congrats, boys. Very and nice. Happy to be here. Don't huh? leave, don't leave Spencer, me. Don't me. Spencer gets to be our first guest of the new year. So, we've got a nice little Pop bottle little of bubbly. bubbly. Uh, obviously, the most expensive. Only the best. Uh, yellowtail. Is that? Yellowtail. That's pricey. Primo. Primo. It's imported. That's okay. Uh, we'll expense it from all that revenue we have. <laughs> exactly. Um, you know what? Just give me give me a sec. <laughs> oh, oh, come on, come on no. Tell me I can't even pop this. Oh, no, boys. Get the fuck out of town. <laughs> Look at this. You gotta be kidding me. It's like me. a pressure release top. What is that? Fuck. Fuck. I didn't even look. I just expected all bubbly to... Honestly, Rob, add this to your turkeys for 2019. <laughs> I know we just last episode Fuck. did your fucking turkey. I was going to blow this. Oh, my God. Okay, here, one sec here. I don't even know how those work. Like, Yeah, like, what is that thing? And everyone was at the LCBO this morning, too. And their mother. <laughs> and their mothers. Quarter to 12. On a Friday morning, like, is the pl is it closing down this weekend? How the fuck it's do you the, even open this? It's the holidays, you know, like. Yeah. Click to. Everyone's, everyone's waiting. Oh no no. Like who saves champagne anyways? Okay. Yo, you there's a, a there's plastic. a twist plastic. All right. Okay. Engineering. Does that thing pop? Maybe this thing pops. Oh, it still that scared the shit out of me. Um, still pops, still <laughs> yeah. pops. Cool. Pour some bubbly. Some for you. Oh, <laughs> some for you. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, I don't know if you know, Robbie and I are fucking bartenders. Let's go. Poured yeah, a lot. You probably should have done a better job then, eh? <laughs> yeah. Are you kidding me? I fucking did it perfect. Is it <laughs> off camera? Perfect, because I fucked that up. Poor Vu. Thank you. There you are. Merci. Uh, by the way, it's 12 o'clock uh, in the afternoon. It's the holidays. It's the Friday. holidays. It's the holidays. It's Friday. Cheers. Cheers, boys. Congratulations. To a new season. Thank you. To a new season. To you. To us. Let's Thank go. you. Oh my god, that's delightful. Not that bad. Yellowtail. Yeah. And oh it's warm too. May I know. It is warm. 
Mm-hmm. Was there not a ref- fridge? They don't have a refrigerated section, I don't think. It's okay. They also be out for champagne. Um. <laughs> oh, that's that's what we're doing, eh? Rob covered his bases there. There, there was no refrigerated section um, at the LCBO. No, there's no fridge there. <laughs> well, let's uh, let's start by saying, if you noticed, our guest Spencer Withers probably only had one small sip because he is a lawyer or about to be, and uh, we got to keep a PG. Yes, <laughs> Spenny, we're we're gonna have to keep this episode. Not that Spenny's ever done anything unprofessional in his life. Crispy, clean slate. Yes, he is. He is the l- most law-abiding person Straight I know. Arrow. Most uh, respectable guy. But he is currently finishing up law school in Windsor, and we're going to get into all about that. Um, but first, Rob, I think you're sitting on my notes. No, they're over there. They're over there. Yeah. Welcome, Spencer. Thanks for having me, boys. Excited to be here. Are you actually though? I am. Yeah. I can see right through this bullshit right now. <laughs> Spencer actually lives just up the street. Yeah, Trav and I have been long-time neighbors, short-time friends. Long-time neighbors, short-time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's let's get into that. How, how we met? Uh, we've been street buddies, um, or like street neighbors for a while, but we only met when I was seventeen and you were sixteen. In yeah, in high school in the summer, in Muskoka. I got to, I got a job working at the Cleveland's House Resort in Muskoka. And I was working at another sailing club camp and coaching sailing. And Rich. We, we bumped into each other <laughs> at a few cocktail parties. Yes, there was a few regal soirees up north, if you will. Um, no, our mutual buddy, Sean. Uh, Sean McCarroll, he's a high school friend of mine. Will definitely be on this season, yeah, too. Shout out to the Bruce. Shout out to Brucey. Um, Is that Sean's dad? No, that's no, Sean. That's Sean. <laughs> <laughs> I actually have no idea where that story comes from. Our nicknames just they're insane. Like we call a guy named Sean Bruce. Yeah, it doesn't even make sense. It doesn't even make sense. Spencer's nickname is Scampy. Shrimp <laughs> Scampy. <laughs> I forgot about that. Now, I didn't know what Scampy was until I was reading a menu one time and I realized it's <laughs> I know, a food right? item. Yeah, yeah, it's a it's a delicacy in some places. Yeah, cuz one time you made up a story for Sean where your buddy Scampy was like doing opt all, opt all this stuff and Sean's telling me he's like yeah they got this buddy like scampy they call him shrimp scampy or whatever it was and then uh and then yeah Sean just bought it hook line and sinker yeah and <laughs> thought it was an actual person when it was just an appetizer you're like yeah scamp you're like scamps is coming over yeah he's a he's a weapon yeah he's got all these girls like he's coming over yeah. oh it's gonna be nuts borrowed his mom's car he'll be here in 20. <laughs> um so yeah scampy and then uh yeah so we were up north Sean uh, I'd go to his cottage all the time because as much as I love staying in ratty old, moldy, disgusting, worn down Cleveland's house residence, uh, Sean's uh, very nice Muskoka cottage was just a little bit better. Oh, no, hands down. Mm, yeah. Y- yeah. Hey, step up. Yeah, maybe. like, you know, cliffside, you know, it's probably, yeah. It's like, that's Boats. all right. Boats. Boathouse. Um, and then Sean's like, hey, we got this buddy, Withers, you're going to love him. It's actually a set of brothers, so they come in two. Um, and they came over and these guys just set the tone, um, responsibly, of course, <laughs> he's a lawyer. Um, and, uh, we had some memories. We had some times. Yeah. Hell of a, hell of a few summers. You, you did a couple summers, right? Well, I can't, I did Cleveland's house that first year. I didn't get hired back. That's a long story. Why was that? Uh, that's a long story. Lost his bronze med. <laughs> <laughs> Too many people died on my shift while uh, lifeguarding, you know, it's well, a, bit a, you, a yeah. tough one to come back to. Um, and then I worked at the uh, the Marriott across the bay the next year as a oh, towel yeah, boy. 
very disrespected by the staff, by the, <laughs> the clients. Some highlights from that job being told to to get a real education, and uh, people would rip on me. The Marriott had a major towel shortage. Yeah, and uh, it all I could do is run towels to and from Tragic. the pools. Tragic. So like there would be like families there where like the mom would just fucking lay into me. They're like, we pay five hundred bucks a night you don't have a fucking towel i'm like ma'am like there's there's a shortage i'm like waiting for them to be done and she's like you're you can't even be a towel boy like get an education like you know how much we pay for this and i'm sitting there being like i'm in school right now i'm at western like in my mind you know what i mean i'm like actually my family's staying in the the resort right now they're on vacation too but i just had to be like yes ma'am i'm a peasant yes (laughs) Uh, we have a lot of stories from that summer though i haven't Mm -hmm. told yet like the the cop stories and sleeping out of my car and i think you have not on the pod. I, I, haven't you? No. I used to get some of that. One you know summer you rented a place too, no? The next summer. Like uh, with Merck and those guys. Yeah. So we did. Uh, if you're familiar with Muskoka, you know the key to Bala. You know Bala. Uh, we, my friend and I ran, my couple friends and I ran a college pro franchise in Muskoka the third summer. Uh, okay. There we are. And we rented a house, a cottage in Bala with two, three girls, me and my buddy and three girls. Not a big deal. Not a big deal. Um, And it was a Jersey Shore house. You're living in like a a summer town right on the water with the biggest club in the area just up the street. And everyone would come over pre-AP after party sleep there. Like it was, it was an absolute animal house. The dream. You were never there though because it you were always in bed sick. by eleven thirty. Uh, yeah, exactly. Teeth brush. You teeth know. brush. You were you were studying in advance for All your that. career. Had to get a pre-sale in in the morning before you had to go teach the next day. Yeah, sale. Yeah. yeah. Maybe even a run. Who knows? You could. Yeah, you couldn't sail into our cottage. So unfortunately, but uh, no, I remember sometimes. I, I know we can't we can't really speak about any of this stuff. Um, just because you're you are on a tight ship now you know what i mean like this is your career that was you can't a sailing uh, reference yes um yeah <laughs> i was trying to name spending some runs other... a tight ship yeah i was trying to name some other stuff but i do remember being near you and having hilarious stories happen yeah we we'd throw down at the mccarroll cottage all the time like we had we had some some summers back to back let's just say that yeah one one uh specifically i can think of is sean had a boathouse um, we had just come back from going to the key. Um, you know, we, we get down to his boathouse, the bus dropped us off. You know, we're all wasted. You're of course, uh, very in control, very in control. And boathouses are good for jumping off of. Right. So. so he has this, he has this boathouse and it's got a second story and you can jump off the railing or if you're super nails, you can climb on the roof and there's a slanted roof. You can run down. Robbie's actually backflipped off of it before most nails thing I've seen. Um, pretty dope we got pictures of it it's on his <laughs> we'll link it in the show notes um and then so it was a rainy night i remember that i remember being like pouring oh, pouring <laughs> and i remember being like i jump off this thing all the time you like let's do it it's nighttime like this is a great idea and uh I somehow decided to do it naked um don't know why but uh i ended up getting up to the top of the shingles or like wood like muskoka shingles I'm on top there. I'm ready to rock. I take two steps and I slip because it's so wet from the rain. And we're all we're all freaking out, thinking like, "Oh God, like (laughs) that's bad." Like, but two seconds later, well, it's about thirty feet at least. Like, it's a second story and a roof. And all I remember is once I hit my butt, 
the momentum and the wetness. I was <laughs> just, I was going down the roof. I was like, I'm fucked. And then <laughs> I, I, so this, if this pencils my body, I know you can't see unless you're watching the video. I basically slid. And then when I hit the roof, instead of like pencil diving, I flew forward. I belly flopped from about, about 30 feet. And in the pitch Shit. black in the rain, I could have easily sunk to the bottom of that lake. Yeah. The gutter just tipped you and you just went, belly I went, I belly flopped. And I remember thinking like, I could. This is it. I could sink right now. I'm a bit fucked up. <laughs> I could just go down. I uh, decided to surface for the boys. You know what I mean? Didn't want to ruin their weekend with a death. I'm not fucking leaving. <laughs> not leaving. Um, yeah, no. I didn't want to put a damper on things. No, we we had a we had uh, so many good memories. What I'll do is I'll save all the wild ones. Spenny might have been nearby, but I'll save all those for a subsequent Muskoka talk when yeah, we chat we'll about. Yeah, disassociate. Yeah, we did so many other like just boating, surfing, skiing. Just so much fun, man! Like, what a place to Nully's live. Nully's high-speed boats, like Nully. Yeah, our friend Andrew Nullmeyer, we want to have on as well. We could do a whole segment on Muskoka. Absolutely. So maybe, maybe we'll, uh, you know, Nully probably wouldn't want to talk too much about his stories either. So we'll probably have <laughs> to just separate it. But so we're friends now. We've been. Uh, We've been in Muskoka. We've been chilling. We've been seeing each other in the summer. Still not hanging out in the city, though. Yeah, I'm hard. I'm hard. Hard pressed by that. Although this week we played some shinny, got after it on the ice. We had lunch as well. Well, well just because Spencer is still in Windsor in school, so he's yeah. back. Yeah, but he was living in the, he was living in Toronto, two blocks up, when we were friends up north, and we would just never hang. Yeah. But then he went to Western. Yeah, that's true. And then that's how I met Rob too. He's a friend. Trav was there the year ahead of me and was a big hotshot fraternity lad on campus. Not a big deal. Not a big deal. And and then I uh, I came under his wing pretty quick and and joined the fraternity. Met Robbie. Well, I remember you had doubts guys. initially. Yeah, you didn't join. Oh yeah, first right year away. I didn't join right away. Yeah, that's right. Shit. Um, I was unsure, but second year I came in hot. Yeah, was, I think I, 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 I think had I a met change you. of heart heavily. What, what what was your thought process back then? Like, what did you think about frats and all that? I uh, there's obviously there's all those stigmas with fraternity life, et cetera, et cetera. Not that I was thinking about it too much at that time in my life, but um, I don't know. I just thought like time commitment wise, first year, et cetera, et cetera. Learning how to handle life on your own, you know, it's Western. It can get out of hand for sure. Um, so I just I just took it in stride and and went slow and so you kind of you did you know you were gonna eventually do it or did something change your mind um definitely you man you were a big influence on this i know we've talked about this before um obviously getting to know you more in first year hanging out and the type of fraternity that we sort of sought out to build and like the ideals that you had as as a young guy that not a lot of people had were were certainly things that I wanted to develop and put into my life and then that sort of changed the idea that I had of a fraternity when I was just you know a kid going into his first year of university at Western and and then we really did some fun and cool things over there uh, partying was fun but we also did a lot of other stuff that was just there was you know, a lot more unbeatable to it. yeah because right right when he was coming in right we were going through that rebuild and they put the fraternity on the backs of Mark Stanius, who we had on a couple episodes ago, and Stanius. What I said, Stanius. <laughs> Is that not it? <laughs> no, you said you say Stanuits. Stanuits, yeah. Stanius, Stanius. That's wait, it's Stan-Yush. not Stanuits. <laughs> no, that's what I thought it was. It's definitely not Stanuits. It's definitely Stanius or Stanius. Stanius, yeah. Either way, did a hell of a job. 
Did it? Yeah, it was. It was on. It was on the backs of some of the younger guys, and uh, I guess we. You were a part of the rebuild then, because you would have been an incoming member. You had a lot of influence just because you were. I, don't I know. jumped on the exact. I think in my first year as annotator. Annotator. Very yeah. very important role. Other big guns. I know Ben's Ben Jurge is a big guest yep. on the show. Um, he was a major influence there as well. And then um, like these and are, then it just started rolling like. And I all these guys are crushing it, you know. Tons of tons of people we've had on the show actually. Well, we're all part of it, you know. Smeaton, Eli, yeah, huge. George, um, Joey, yeah. Now Spencer. Well, I don't know why I keep calling you. Sp- I never call you Spencer. I don't know why. I yeah, very I feel like I have to it's like part of the, It's part of the set. Yeah, Spenny. Um, What's your middle name? Oh God. Is it something really like regal and white? It's Boyd. <laughs> I knew that actually. <laughs> um, Spencer Boyd Withers the fourth. Boyd Withers. Uh, he comes from a long line of good Canadian men. <laughs> uh, no, yeah. So the the fraternity a big part of our development because like there's 80 guys in there a year and 20 guys graduate, 20 guys come in. You meet hundreds of people. And as Spenny said, like as much as there is partiers and there's people partying they all seem to have something a bit more going on. Like, I don't know. Like, these are, they're, they're impressive people. And we saw that in the alumni. Like, a lot of the alumni of the fraternity are impressive people. And I think there's a big part of well-rounded people that that mesh well with fraternity life. It's an overlooked part of the fraternity, you know, because everyone's got this sort of um, just stereotypical view of what fraternity is like. Oh, they're like, they just party all the time. They don't really do much. And you know but like there's a lot more going on behind the scenes that once you involve yourself you actually you actually get to see that side of things oh, and yeah. you make some great connections and there's definitely hard work like if you were on the exact like i, I know uh, we were all on the exact at some points throughout the time it's a lot of work too and there's a lot of decision making 100 but what i realized as well is like the partying the more i listen to like other successful people at least the people that i look up to like athletes and musicians and even like the bigger like business people i look up to they all fucking party. Yeah, it's just balance. It's just yeah. balance. You just got to balance. And that's uh, that 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 fraternity taught people that too, you know? Yeah, it's like you can party your face off, like, but if you don't do your school or don't do the exact things and stuff like that, this place will collapse. Yeah, 100%. And, um, and those were fun years that we had together, and 100%. 100%. I've said 100% six times. 100% you have. <laughs> You've said it about 100% times. You're just feeling about 100% today. Yeah. Okay, so we'll go through the frat. You met uh, you met Robbie. Uh, obviously, you guys mesh. Um, we get to graduation. I know you, uh, you had one extra year there just to, you know, make sure the frat was in good hands and, and run some stuff. Yeah, so I I did an extra year, lived in the fraternity house. Um, you guys had a on. wild group there. That yeah, that was year. that year was bonkers. Yeah, like, the, <laughs> that was a good one to end a it ten, on. A ten guys living there. So yeah. and Walton Connor Walton was there. Shout out to him. Shout out to Camo. Last night we were up at his place. Yeah. Um, and that year I sort of just rounded up. Uh, what I was doing in school, tacked on another degree, wrote my LSAT, applied to law school, and and then yeah, that was it. Sayonara. So you knew you wanted to be a lawyer going into fifth year, or was there what, what point did you know you wanted to become a lawyer? I think I knew uh, going into second year. Really? Yeah, and because first year was just you know learning the ropes, and then second year dialed it in like academically socially fraternity like just did a lot more things that were goal goal oriented 
is there any influence like in your life like how did how how did you kind of figure your path out um my pops is huge great relationship with uh my old man he's even, also even, huge even though we he's never also talk fucking <laughs> yeah <laughs> what's uh what That's does he a big do boy. uh he is in sales and works in like software movie movie software shout out to withers pops and his ma for uh, hosting us tonight actually yeah, they're having a that's gonna big be, shaker that's gonna be a lot of fun a lot of prep work to do today yeah thanks for taking an hour out of your christmas party day <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah so he he was a big influence on me not so much pushing me academically but just exposing me to like different careers and like his friends who had different jobs and i'd get introduced to them hang out with them you know 15 16 years old or whatever and like just sort of learn and see what what lives those guys had and what i wanted to do was not based on necessarily what they were doing but just based on like you know the guy that they were and one of them or two of them were a lawyer and just worked out that way just thought like that's something i want to do that's cool yeah Yeah. uh, that can that can influence you a lot definitely because it's really about the guy. It's really about the person, right? Like Yeah, and so many people are molded by someone they look up to. And in that case, it was just, I was just lucky enough that it was close to home. Mm-hmm. So, all right, you, you're coming through fifth year. You pick up another degree. You write your LSAT. And uh, you get into the University of Windsor. Yeah, and uh, down in the dual JD program. So I'm three days a week or two days a week in the U.S. And then the what, other what in What is Windsor. the dual JD program? What does that mean? So, yeah, that was, that was faux pas. Eh? What? Like just, just, oh, yeah, saying just, acronyms on this? Like, or just saying, expecting people to know something. Yeah. Um, especially this. But, um, it's faux pas. So I go two, two days, three days a week in the U.S. at a separate law school, the University of Detroit. Um, Detroit Mercy, actually. And... And then the other side at Windsor. So at the end of the, my, my year here, my degree in three years, I'll be eligible for the U.S. or Canada. That's wicked. So the, I guess the only benefit of doing that is that you can practice law in the States and Canada. Exactly, yeah. And, and, and you do them both at the same time. Like yeah. So half and half, all th- three years, same timeline as a degree would take you in either jurisdiction. Bang it, it out in, Is in it that much time. different, though, if you get your law degree, say you're strictly at like Toronto Law School? And, uh, like, can you go down to the States or is, yeah. And there's, there's, um, there's exams you can take that like create an equivalency for you to be able to practice there and things like that. Um, but it's just an alternate sort of route. Yeah. Do you see much difference between when you spend your time at the American school versus when you're at the Windsor school? Big time. Yeah. Um, the U S is highly political and politics are infused in a lot of what oh, we do in class um the teaching style is very different in the u.s it's uh very socratic so like the professor will engage students call on them that sort of thing are they armed um and dangerous yeah <laughs> uh, okay, cool. no but i've got a great story actually. Okay. <laughs> um, so i spent my first summer after my first year of law school working in detroit and i worked in a criminal courthouse i clerked for a judge I'm sure wow. you saw some characters in and there. oh that that that's those are that's 15 other stories right there like i saw some gruesome cases actually really scary stuff um Jeez. but my judge one day like, he calls me into his office for like whatever he's gonna get me to do and he tosses his like gym bag but like i don't know briefcase on the desk and it just a huge thud and I'm like, whoa, what was that? Like, there was sounded like there's a brick in there. And he's like, oh, that's my gun. 
and I laugh thinking he's totally kidding and then he just pulls it out and it's in a holster and everything but I'm just like completely shocked he's just strapped at all times I would be strapped if I was in Detroit yeah and a lot of people are the there's Detroit like a courthouse Oh, if you're a, a member of the law enforcement in Detroit, like off duty, like any judge, lawyer, or anything like that, Protect I'd have yourself. ten guns. Yeah, and um, what kind of gun was it? Just a pistol? Yeah, I don't even know. It was like a, like it looked like a revolver. Okay. Like, oh, Magnum. Like it had the uh, big dirty hairy guy thing. I don't know. Yeah, it would have been a Magnum. <laughs> Not a gun guy. I, I don't know. We went shooting, you and I. Yeah, that's true. I have a, fu- I shot I have a, a few picture guns on my before, phone of you looking real stupid with uh, your red <laughs> vest on and the orange uh, earbuds and the eyeglasses. Oh, I can yeah. see you being a gun guy. I remember guy. I got a casing in my shirt and burned <laughs> my neck. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. was brutal. No, that's a good place. That was place. a lot of fun. Shout out uh, Target Sports Canada in uh, Stouffville. Public shooting range. You can go out there. You spend like 200 bucks between the two of us. You can shoot everything from like a Desert Eagle to AKs. a sniper. None of it's automatic. Because it's all semi-automatic in in Canada, but you can still shoot an assault rifle on semi-auto mode. Yeah, it shows you what I know about guns. Um, <laughs> just side note on guns: I did my gun licenses last year. Oh no way! I, I picked up a little uh, twenty-two for up north. I just hit cans. Like I don't want to kill anything until not yet. yet, not yet. <laughs> um, but uh, I was taking this gun license course, and there's a lot of crazy rules in Canada about guns. For example. If you have a handgun, you can't even drive it home from the store. You have to buy it, apply for a permit to drive it home. You have to send in, you have to be a registered member of a gun range, apply for a permit to leave your house with it, and you can only drive straight to the gun range. You can't get groceries, you can't, you can't get gas. You can only go right to the gun range and back with a, with a, a handgun. And there's all these rules, and then... Like criminals are just like I got guns and they're like yeah, like, we, Woo! like we got like a hundred murders this year in Toronto or yeah, something. I'm like, why are you punishing the law abiding? It's like a, not I'm like not gonna pull into the grocery store and like fucking as a law abiding gun owner, but kind of nuts. Also, some of the people in the course I was taking it, the gun courses are like one of those courses where you know when you do like boat smart or whatever, where it's just an absolute shoe in. Yeah. They give you all the answers <laughs> yeah. or smart serve. It totally. was it was like that. If you take the course. And I remember there being this guy in there and he was so stupid that like the, 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 the person would say, okay, you know, like where do you put your finger or is he, they'd be like, oh, when you're holding a gun, you have your finger outside the trigger guard at all times. And then he'd be like, okay, so everyone, where do you put your finger? And this guy would be like <laughs> on the trigger and they'd be like, what? <laughs> and this guy sat next to me, flooded my ear the entire weekend. Oh, I went, I did this course with my dad, and my dad's smart. He recognizes weirdos. So I sit down. This guy sits next to me, and instead of my dad saving me, he walks to a different table and sits next to like another father and just hung me out to dry. This guy flooded my ear all weekend, and he's like, oh, I'm going to be a security guard or a bring security. They get a gun on them. So he's going to be on the streets with the gun. He's like, oh, and then I'm going to become a cop. And I'm like, I'm like, you are going to kill someone god help him. god help us you're like, happy i was like if you get a gun we all I need, need guns. Gun. Yeah. yeah but uh small side note on guns there so working in detroit not a very safe place like where did you live what did that yeah, feel like so i lived in windsor across the across the border every day like same as i knew, usually would had a nexus card so that's pretty easy i got another good I got another good story actually about that did you um did you ever have any run-ins 
like no um encounters with never like with no. the border you mean or just like with some characters you know yeah. being being uh, sort of like a couple shady sort of characters surrounded you know? by that uh that group of people you know the courthouse like the criminal one where i work is obviously swarming with cops there's also a jail adjacent to it where once you're essentially like either you're sentenced or you're getting sentenced and you're arraigned into court so you get put in this jail in the meantime because you've already been arrested yeah and like there's all these underground tunnels between these buildings but on the floor level or on the street level it's just there's cops everywhere like criminals are coming in and out either like in those tunnels or on the street and like no one's doing anything in that area yeah not a place to do crime you're yeah. saying so yeah. like yeah. it's completely safe okay. and like i said like everyone's carrying a gun so like no, one, no one's <laughs> screwing around What's your what's your story about the passport? Yeah, so if you lose your passport in the U.S., it turns out you can easily get back into Canada. <laughs> <laughs> I went to a, a Lions game with a bunch of my colleagues, and I left my jacket in my chair and came back to it 10 minutes later after getting a beer or something. And No port. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> Someone stole your passport. And, yeah, I guess someone, like, went through my jacket or something Fuck. and i didn't notice because i had some other shit in that pocket and by the time we were already leaving and heading toward the border then i noticed yeah so i'm calling the stadium freaking out i wait a couple days to like see if i can get it back never turns up but i get to the border imagine someone like, steals it and just returns it to the stadium it's like i stole this but you know he's gonna oh, want it back. i wish um and and so i get to the border guard and they're like yeah where's your passport and i'm like i don't have one and they're like, uh, what? Like, <laughs> we don't get that answer usually. Um, so I'm like, I'm Canadian. I live here in Windsor. Explain the situation. Show them like my health card and my driver's license. And they're just like, oh, yeah, come on right in. Yep, you're good. Oh, it's totally uh, fine. Yeah, no no questions asked. Getting the other way, though. But so yeah, was, but then you can't go back into the U.S., obviously. So, so, so what was the process like um, claiming that your passport was stolen? Yeah, so then I had to go to the passport office, claim it's stolen, pay all this money to get a new one, expedite the process so I can get it as soon as possible. Because you have to go to class. Takes forever, yeah. Yeah. Puts a, puts a real wrench into my schedule for about a week or two. <laughs> and and then I finally get it all figured out, but what a nightmare. So, yeah, don't yeah. leave your jacket you your unattended <laughs> at a Lions game. Spe you, you need your passport to go to class. Like definitely, uh, definitely yeah. a bad bounce there. So what's what's life like as a law student? Like what is your year like? Like how, how crazy is it? How hard is it? It um, honestly, I, I like to pretend that it's still like it is an undergrad, but the gear the gears are shifted. Obviously, for you start out this semester, it's it's pretty light the first couple of weeks, but then it all it all just builds up the whole semester we still get a couple holidays same as undergrad would um the christmas break's a real nice one nice um your first year is insane the the dual program um i'd recommend it to anyone by the way um it has its it has its quirks but it's it's also literally double the course load so oh that makes sense it's, oh it's, you're working twice as hard yeah you're literally taking almost <coughs> double the course load like I, I can imagine first year just regular law school would be like quite an adjustment but you moving yeah and into you're this totally out of your course and everyone that usually enters law school is pretty used to succeeding relative to their peers wherever they came from um, everyone's you know intelligent does well in school um, so that's like a whole another playing field where you got all the all these students it's and it's a competition yeah. again um, everyone's buzzing for grades and like you just you got to go along to get along and 
and just get your work done. Are you doing so? Is the work a lot of reading, researching, writing? Is it? Yeah, you, it's it's bare reading. Bare if reading. If you don't like reading, you're you're tough. Do they have all the books on audio? I wish. Okay. Books are also like two hundred bucks. Like it's ridiculous. So if they had them on audio, I just love that. You're you're reading like a couple hours probably every day, right? Yeah, easily. Between books or whatever the, whatever the material is. Has it got day. easier though? For, for sure, you you get the hang of it. Like for, I'm speaking more first year relative. Like it's yeah. the you get the hang of it as you go. For but sure. I, but I mean just your reading skills. Oh, I'm I'm sure they've improved. I haven't noticed, but yeah. <laughs> do you do a lot of? Uh, have you had time in the and like I know you're in late into your third year now. Do you do a lot of mock trials, courtroom stuff? Like how's your court game? I um I did a couple in years previous. I haven't done any this year. Uh, they went, they went super well. Do you just get in their head? Like I can see you just, just terrorizing some, some They're person. They're really fun too. Like if, if that's your, yeah. your bag, um, because like you'll get some issue. Um, I can't even remember what the ones I did were right off the top of my head, but let me think about it. I'll come back. Nice. Um, and you'll get some issue to digest and like, there'll be some relevant laws and then you basically just go up there like debate style one-on-one -on -one, usually like in these little tiny mocks or um and you throw down your best 15 minutes they throw down their best 15 minutes you maybe have two minutes rebuttal or something and the chips fall and the judges just like it's so it's a lot of fun especially I'd, if you get the dub like it's, <laughs> did you, imagine did you, if they were basing like pass or fails off of like who wins you know or like marks you know? well i definitely are marked right but are these issues that could go either way always or is there like a clear like yeah no all of them are like pretty fit like 50 50 like they they make it very arguable for both sides and are they are they cases are they like famous cases that uh have been like done in the past or are they all just sort of new material that gets written for classes yeah mostly based on current event like if there's some development in the law that's you know highly debatable right now and in current era there'll be there'll be some moot point available to to stress or to key in on or something like that and then they'll make the mock about that. imagine if they made it like about like gender and like bathrooms and stuff like that the type of heat that would come in that courtroom oh yeah oh my god um do they um do they ever go back they ever go back on cases like famous trials and explain how it could have gone the other way or like do you study how I mean, do you ever get like sort of that yeah, sort of things? That's um, <clears throat> that's something that like the the lawyer usually just sort of is like, oh, if that's not the law, then whatever. Yeah. But a lot of cases that you you get into, and like a lot of the law that gets decided by judges will go like five four split or something like that, where like half these guys that we've appointed to make our laws in Canada actually disagree with the majority. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like five guys mm -hmm. said this, but four guys out of our out of our supreme judges think it's the opposite yeah and so like you get those but the law's the law and that's how it rolls yeah so uh we we don't get bogged down in the in the in the dissent dissenting opinion so like we know what it is sometimes but most people just move on you know yeah you're just trying to understand sort of like the the bigger picture that's just the yeah everything. that's just right, my yeah. big picture point on it like yeah. did you get some changed. dubs in the room i did i did did they bring out a wwe belt 
Uh, yeah, it's a small piece of paper. Oh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> like, they, could, they could add so much fun to law school, you know what I mean? Like have ring girls um, or guys, I guess it's 2018. Uh, 2019, if you're listening to this now. Um, and like WWE belts, you get to wear the belt around campus all week and stuff like that. Yeah, you should start a club, make it like that. Speaking of which, you did start a club at school. Yeah, the humble segue, eh? That was, uh, not a, that was not planned. Yeah, not planned. Uh, yeah, so interesting. I, I've had a, a major influence in art, fashion, design uh, my whole life. My mom's an artist um, and former teacher. And I was super into photography. Um, my girlfriend is very into fashion. Also at Windsor with you. Who's also law in student school, at Windsor yeah. Law. Um, so shout You're out a battle in the courtroom. Oh wow! No, can you imagine? <laughs> oh my god! And like the the draws are random, so like it could have happened. Well, that's insane. Yeah. Same year and everything. And yeah, so we've been going through that together, which is nice. Um, but yeah, the club sort of st- is it's called the Fashion Law Society. Um, we do stuff on both sides of the border, and basically the club explores l- legal careers in the fashion industry. So all these major corporations require a lot of legal work obviously and it's a lot of actual corporate law but it goes it goes a lot deeper into that into like human rights and and the various issues that the fashion industry brings brings to the legal world canada goose and um yeah canada goose bang um, bing, bing, boom and bing, bang boom <laughs> and the the club really sort of has a has a fun spin like you were saying jokingly but it has a really fun and like the fashion world can be fun like fashion shows we had an amazing fashion show uh with spenny green who uh he's is there a too? crescent boy yeah, yeah. Um, oh, is he he we we co-hosted maybe i don't know no um definitely western guy we co-hosted uh with the november fashion so society or fashion november club and the fashion society hosted a fashion show and we raised about fifteen thousand dollars from november um not, not a big, a big deal, deal. <laughs> <laughs> and um and we do a lot of other stuff like that that's just fun and it's on top of the career building stuff that we do in the networking events um we just have fun with it and that's a, a good outlet in our law school law school career like as much work as it is like the, the there is still like you play on the the law hockey team you do go to like you went to the lions game you can get away for a weekend here or there um you started this club which is really impressive uh, it just forces you to be a, a better person, like a better worker, a smarter person. You know what I mean? Totally. And I think it goes back to what we started off with is balance. And um, and that's what it's always been about for me is just finding that balance. Dude, that's amazing. And it's, it's really cool. We haven't had someone doing this jam on yet. But one thing we all know is how much of a grind any of our friends in law school or ones that are now working um, – it's it's insane the fact that like y- there's so much responsibility too now like again you you have to be really careful about your image like coming on this was a bit of a gamble so thanks for doing that um <laughs> no problem qu- no question for you shows like judge judy and judge joe brown and that, and that, that <laughs> kind of stuff? I, I don't know this, this just popped into my head i mean obviously what so- goes on inside that <laughs> dome of yours question for you judge judy thoughts <laughs> <laughs> smash or pass <laughs> Uh, I mean, obviously, obviously they're, they're real judges and they like real cases that they're dealing with. But I mean, like you don't see any of that 
is it like how is the law different that they're allowed to film in those you may not know the answer to yeah this. i definitely don't know the answer and and um Be- because there's none of that can't, in Canada, can't even right? give legal advice as i am I not a lawyer <laughs> yeah no i was just, i was just thinking I think about pre, that they're pre-screened pre-decided cases Okay. And then they agree to film like kind of like uh So like all television. It's a reenactment. <laughs> it's a reenactment? I don't believe she makes the judges uh, or the decision oh, on Oh, they're s- not live cases. They're they're I think they're predecided. Like she might be the judge on them or they might yeah. have been but uh they get selected. This is I don't know this for sure, so I'd google it, but I remember being curious about this at one point in time as well and like this is what I kind of remember digging up. Um but I also could be talking out of my ass. How you doing? <laughs> This 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 Judge Judy she did tickle my mind once I did look. Oh, up. we've all been there. Like <laughs> this can't be real. Also, yeah. so entertaining, and she's a like a billionaire now. Yeah, um, she's done she well for herself. It. That's a different type of. Lawyer. Maybe that's a jam for you further down the line. Well, eh? Okay, well, this is what we were Running saying. Your own television empire. I was telling Spenny this like two days ago. I was like, I was like, Spenny used to be in, used to be into photography, as he said. Like, he is us. He still is a weapon. Like he's a stud. And I was thinking that like. It's it's almost rude to keep this guy under wraps. Like he's got to he's got to somehow, uh, you know, you know those like doctors that like have their TV shows or like are famous because they're like I'm a doctor but I'm also hot. You know <laughs> what I mean? <laughs> I'm saying Spenny could easily be in that world, and he's got the U.S. degree too. So we were saying yeah. like you and I are obviously going to go down to L.A. at some point when we get super famous. He could be like a high-profile lawyer, you know, buzzing around the states, like what, whatever it is. He'll be big time one day. Yeah, he'll be he'll I be in the so. posse. Of he'll be like people. a um, like a You're Harvey. Uh, what's, what's his name? Harvey from Suits. Oh yeah, like good looking, well dressed. Yeah, like done well for himself. I'm, I'm not guy. fitting out the door when I leave. My ego is just gonna be. Oh yeah, buddy. <laughs> let it. Let just just yeah, that's what we're here for to pump up uh, to pump up the guests. We uh, also I wouldn't mind, you know, buzzing around in a helicopter doing something cool, but um, I don't know if I if I'll if I'll sought out the. Uh, I'm hot. <laughs> no, no, it's not. You're more of a shadows guy. It just comes guy. with the territory. You're, yeah, you're more of a shadows guy. You're ho- you're, you're hoping to get discovered, but uh, Robbie and I were the complete opposite. We're like, look at us, everybody, take a look at us. Someone, please, someone, please, listen to us. So if we if we get there, um, you'll be in the posse, and they'll be like. Who's this stud? I'll be like, the new entourage. Yeah, I'll be like, he's our lawyer, and they'll be like, holy shit! Like, you know what I mean? And like, agent. And agent. And, oh yeah, lawyers are agents Who's a lot this of time. Man yeah. of mystery. Lawyers are agents a lot of time. You'd yeah, be, you'd be able to handle yeah, contracts. It's, it's, it's you can handle something all legal. that like the that opens you up to long term. Like something you'd be interested cool. in. Yeah, especially that industry. Like it really plays off my interests. Wow. I think law in general is just good background knowledge, for, you know, for anything further down the line. If you ever decide that you don't want to yeah, practice totally. anymore, well, you can move into any type of job and the knowledge is applicable. Hey, well, if you ever want to do some, uh, you know, pro bono work early on, I'm sure we're going to have a couple of uh, contracts and stuff. And then when we get more famous, we'll definitely, uh, you know, you'll get famous too. And, you know, you can be uh, the high paid agent. Um, but what I was saying is going to go four fifths commish four fifths. Yeah. Just yeah, like yeah. the real estate. Deal. Yeah. 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 Um, what I was going to say though, is touching on cancellation Rob, fees. Oh my God. <laughs> you could negotiate our rates and cancellation fees. If you heard our last episode, you heard his fucking Turkey. Um, but being a lawyer, a lot of people for, for me, I always thought it was the jam that people do when they come out of school and they're like, I don't know what I want to be yet, but this opens up doors for so many things. And it's just like such a strong place to go to, to kind of figure yourself out. But you knew going in, but, but what, what Rob said there is you can essentially go into anything as a lawyer. Anything. Yeah. 
and and that I should have I should have really touched on that when I said what was my influence of, of doing this like that idea and and that like knowing that going in it was a huge part of it that it's a door opener um you know you can figure it out as you go that sort of thing and um and it, it just becomes uh you know a figuring out process that's awesome so like a really good option for people out there that are you know maybe still struggling but know that they want to be in a they want to land in a certain ballpark and that if that ballpark touches law at any corner not a bad option especially if you have the funds the smarts the time um it it opens up doors um obviously if you want to be a a musician or real estate agent actually even i know lawyers that go into real estate it literally touches almost every corner of anything yeah it's just such great you can't hide you can't hide from the law (laughs) i'm just i'm just looking at your notes here what is mambo number five Oh, my, my, uh, my lip syncing days. <laughs> <laughs> that was one of the stories that we, uh, we had okay. to Nick's early on. Okay. Yeah. I do know all the words to Mambo number five though. Not afraid to sing it Not either. Not afraid to sing it. Um, bushes? Bushes. Aim for the bushes? <laughs> Aim for the bushes. I don't know what that is. Yeah, you do. Uh, <laughs> Think about um, think about the pathway down to Sean's boathouse. Oh yeah, there's yeah. some da- there's some dangerous turns. Yeah, there used to be no railings. Nope, um, and, nothing to lean on. And thankfully, there are soft bushes below those, those <laughs> stairs. <laughs> but that's probably all we'll say there. Um, yeah, th- we we pretty much went through this list. But I want so we've talked about this jam. We've talked uh, we've talked about as as far into stories as we can. Um, but what are the next couple years of your life looking like then? Like, cause you're, you're not a lawyer yet. You have to do a lot between now and then. Yeah, exactly. And, um, so graduated in May, write the bar exams in June and move back to Toronto for that process as well. Um, like come home and, and then I'll head back to work in, in the August month of august roughly and that's like the articling process you got to put in like this 10 month understudy they call it articling for the licensing and that's a part of becoming a lawyer you need to article exactly in canada at least in most provinces um i think they have it different out in like alberta and bc they do things different around there yeah they uh they make it they make it just just you have to milk cows what about in the states in the states, very similar, but no articling. You have so to, you, you write you your bars bar and, and then you're a lawyer. Yeah. yeah, in Alberta, you have to milk cows for six months. In the states, you have to pass <laughs> uh, basic military training. Uh, and in Canada, you got to article. Speaking of Alberta, my roommate, so Albert, Calgary <laughs> boy, uh, Oakville boy, now Calgary boy. He's he's moving out there after school. His family lives out there now. Um, he was a great part of. Shout out to Parker. He was a great part of uh, coming to law school randomly got linked up with him through a mutual friend uh, to be roommates and this is actually a hilarious story so um maybe we ended out with this story yeah uh, are we are we coming c- close to time yeah well we're definitely coming close to time the only thing i wanted to ask you is how people get jobs coming out of school all right we'll do that after we'll, we got time then okay cool um so this story my uh my buddy white cottingham he uh he's like oh yeah you're going to windsor law like my buddy parker's going there um you gotta meet him like you guys would be great together like you should you should be roommates i'm like perfect like i've been down there hunting for apartments like can't find anything like super great for one person but i found like a couple awesome two persons so i'm just gonna rent one of these two persons out like and if i find someone great otherwise i have to bite the bullet for a year or something and even consider the 
No, no, I did. So this this, uh, this opportunity comes along, oh, right. a Parker guy, and then we meet up, we work it out, we start living together. And then like two weeks into school, I'm talking to Wyatt and I'm like, yeah, it's working out great. Like, good guy. He's like, right on, right on. I'm like, so how do you guys know each other? And he's like, oh, like, I don't really even know the guy. I just like seen him around on campus. Like I've seen him at parties. <laughs> like, like, <laughs> like they're not even that close. Like they both know each other, but like, it was just like, yeah like you guys would be great and it turned out that it worked out but it was just like the funniest realization uh, Parker and I were like, yeah what the hell like Wyatt uh, whoever you are you're an excellent judge of who good roommates would be maybe there's a career in that for you you can just at a glance be like yeah you're, you'd be uh, you'd be good roommates yeah, matchmaker. or matchmaker in relationships like as well flatmates or like something. speaking of which so like you didn't you and your girlfriend didn't want to live together at school no it'd be a uh, little little tough like long days at school just uh keep that separate yeah keep business and pleasure separate yeah exactly um no so just just to wrap things up how do how is the job process how hard is it to get jobs how did you know like how does that whole process work i was asking him about this the other day too actually award (laughs) (laughs) you got one yeah i do maybe a wwe (laughs) (laughs) belt I was gonna give you a glass of champagne. Oh, that works. Too. Okay, okay, yeah, that's good. The uh, the job hunt's pretty pretty nuts, especially in Ontario. Um, there's the school runs a recruitment process, like all law schools across Canada do it, um, and big law firms pop down to the schools, interview candidates based on their applications, and um, and they like buzz everyone through the ringer, sort of thing. And uh, it's pretty nuts. Like you go into like a conference room like in windsor it's at the caesar's casino where they have these massive conferences really and every like 16 square feet of the room is like cubed off with tents and they're interview booths and so like you pop in for your 15 minute interview and then buzz to the next one etc etc and it like kind of just like that determines like your next set of interviews and then it just goes like that and then you get hired, you don't get hired. How many hired, people sort of would thing. be at this conference? Um, I don't know, a couple hundred at least per did, school. Did the uh, did the frat review prepare you for that at all? <laughs> <laughs> you remember how intense that was? Were yeah. you part of them when they interviewed us all? No, no, no. I wasn't. Oh but, my god, uh, I I do remember hearing about it. But yeah, interview like you just prep for it. Um, it's it's super competitive. Grades coming to play. Yeah, everything. Yeah, like, all all that stuff. Your whole resume, CV um but it's not like the be all end all there's other like you can just go outside of that process and find work did you get hired through that process i i went through the process yeah and and was successful and it worked out for me um it's it's totally nerve-wracking for everyone you you were saying about 40 percent of your graduating class would have a job going out of school this year right uh yeah like a job lined up yeah. so 60 like, percent of people uh, at this point and then the over the next four months like the final semester people will chip the stragglers away get, uh, get picked up the, the fourth yeah. round draft picks but, you know but also there's there's got to be the people that make it out of school and they don't have a job lined up too, yeah. right they're uh, they, like they go down year. to the american they're on, league they're on the streets and, now uh, <laughs> 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 no they figure it out or they move up to Nineveh or something i don't know <laughs> uh public defenders no, no, no. I don't even know anything about law. Um, what, just on the review process, I just remembered a story when we were going through reviews at the frat. Uh, do you remember, like, they, they flew in a couple bigwig execs yeah. to do it? Yeah. And uh, I, I don't know if you guys have seen my high school. Bigwig, like, is that... Um 
Is, is that an old term for, you know? When I don't know. Ask Judge Judy. Yeah, it's a judge term. <laughs> judge, when they used to wear those. Yeah. Big White wigs. Big wigs. wigs. Um, yeah, I believe so. Yeah, yeah. Judge Judy would know, Makes though. Sense. Um, the good good na- Christmas na- gift, if you guys are wondering. For just I'd love a, one of those wigs. Would you? No. Uh, <laughs> good Halloween costume, though. Uh, that would be unreal. Imagine if you got a big wig and a gun. You're just that Detroit judge. Yeah. Oh, man. Um, so they flew these big cats in. They're executives from... They're executives that are alumni. They're like VPs or CEOs from different companies, and they come in. They flew into London just to filter out the bad weeds from our from our chapter. And uh, dude, this has happened to me so many times. But my high school emblem is super Masonic, like it has the Masonic. Oh yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and I wear my high school ring, and I've been I've been like challenged as a Mason like several times. Like one time I was in Mexico on my grade twelve grad trip, and I had my hand on the bar. And some guy was like, are you traveling, man? And I'm like, um, yeah, like I'm in Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> I know what the fuck he's talking about. He's like, no, no. He's like, are you traveling, man? And I was like, yeah, man, with my family. Like, some, like, what do you mean? And he's like, oh, he's like, oh, no, sorry. He's like, it's uh, your ring. I thought it was a Mason ring. And I was like, oh, cool, cool. Thought nothing of it. I've been challenged uh, a few other times. Just people like and they doing... all say that too. No, they do different things. So you haven't been able to decipher what their challenge is. But yet. the thing is, I heard Masonic was supposed to be secret, and people are telling me all this stuff. Like, like I won't name names, but people being like, I'm like part of the Knights Templar, or like whatever. And like, I'm just like, what is this world? <laughs> yeah. But it was on the, on the, review. They were fucking in my face about it. I had my hand on the desk, and the guy. It's just like, all right, tell me one thing. How long you been a Mason? I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. I knew, I knew at that point when he saw it, like, no, no, you've got this confused. Uh, I was like, this is a high school ring. He's like, don't, he's like, don't fucking lie to me. He's like, he's like, you don't think I know? He's like, how long you been a Mason? Because apparently if someone asks you if you're a Mason, you're supposed to deny or change the subject. My dad told me this. He wrote a book on it. Oh, okay. Right. And I'm denying and apparently I'm doing exactly what a Mason would do. And this guy was grilling me. He's like, he's like, I know the Masonic roots. Like Sigma Chi's got tons of them. He's like, you can't lie to me. I need to know. Like, tell me uh, all this stuff. And I was like, please, sir. Like, uh, not a Mason. It's, I had, I had to show him the back of my ring, which said a Munda Rota, which is something I got inscribed on the back of my grad ring, which means dirty wheels. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> Dude, I, like, that's Why? Be- Why would you, wait. Just pause there for a sec. Why did you get dirty wheels? Okay, well, when I was graduating, they were like, what do you want inscribed on your grad ring? And this is a day of, and I thought of nothing. So a few of my buddies and I, we went to the uh, computer lab, and we went on Google Translate, and we put in Latin something we thought that was jokes at the time. We put in dirty wheels, because I was like a big, like, like, that guy's got dirty wheels if he's, like, pulling a lot of girls, and uh, really stupid. Um, but, yeah, so I got a Munda Rota on the back, and my first-year roommate was a Latin major, and he was, uh, you know, we were talking about grad rings that came up. We were living together. And I said, mine said Amanda Rota. And he's like, oh, like unclean rotor. <laughs> Filthy rotor. I'm like, is that what that means? He's like, yeah, like its literal translation is an unclean, unclean rotor. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> so I fucking sewered myself. But I, when I showed this guy that, he's like, okay, no one would get dirty wheels on the back of a Wait, Mason. who else? Also, who who takes Latin as a major these days? Oh, my first yeah, roommate. Wild. Oh, huge! Like that's a, I, I I talked about it a little bit in our first episode. Like he was, uh, he was. Wait, the one that was like running 
the ship? He was an RA. He yeah, an he was RA. a resident okay. advisor. Okay. He was, yeah, a bit of a nerd. Um, really nice guy. He was in med school. <laughs> we terrorized him, but he was such a nice guy, and he put up with it all. Um, but yeah, he was a Latin major, or he was a Latin minor. I don't know. Filthy rotor. He fil- that I have forever on the back of my grad <laughs> That's ring. That's hilarious. But uh, that was just a little story about that. The last story I want to talk about is uh, Rob and I were at a, a law party recently. And um, I'm not going to say any details because uh, let's just say NDAs were involved, but they were not abiding the law <laughs> by any means. <laughs> they got crazy, eh? They were seven kinds of fucked up. I- I'm talking... <laughs> I'm talking... <laughs> I- I- we can't Head say... Over there's, a, there's an NDA. We can't say anything. Yeah. So we- I'm talking NDA. I'm talking... Can't talk about it. <laughs> I'm talking the one where you sign something. You can't talk about it. I don't even know how NDAs work, but uh, they they were very powerful. They were wealthy. It was a big firm. We won't even say what type of law they were in. And the stuff that was going on in this party was something you'd expect to see at like a rock star after party, except they were all like older lawyers. Like I don't even know. I don't even know what I can say. Like probably these holiday like, parties, man. They, holiday gets the best of everyone. Yeah, the holiday they get these people in a crazy mood. Well, it's funny because like you, you're you're here and you're like, I can't talk anything about my image and uh, all that stuff like that. You know, I, I really want to keep a respectable image, which you have to because people can use it against you uh, going forward. Uh, but I have enough on all these lawyers. Like I've seen them do. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm like, how how do you trust me like this? Like I'm just like. You got, they got the NDA. They got the NDA. Yeah. I guess they could bury me. Um. B- by the way, I would never do that. If you're watching, you probably aren't. But uh, your secret's safe with me. Um. Please don't come after us. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's um, that's that's about it. I think. <laughs> Um, you got anything else? No, buddy. Let's cheers. This cheers, is episode yeah. one. Episode one of the new year. Happy 2019. Uh, we'll Congrats, have a place. Congrats. Thank you, Spenny. All the best. Thanks you're, so much. Uh, finishing up your, your final semester. And uh, we'll see you uh, when you get back in the summer. 100%. And tonight when we're at your Christmas and party. Tonight. Yeah, that too. And the holidays. And we play Shinny in the next day. <laughs> yeah. To Spenny. I live down the street. Over, over the holidays. Yeah. To Spenny. Cheers. 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 Just want to add a last note that I'm super proud of these guys. One year, honored to be the first guest of the new year. And um, the accountability in the room is just crazy. It's awesome. So tip of the hat to you guys. Tip of the cock to you, buddy. (laughs) (laughs) And because it's a new season, we will actually see you next Tuesday. Yes. We don't have to do the next next Tuesday thing. Next week. Straight next Tuesday. And by next week... Three weeks from now, because we're recording this early, we will have an episode. Robbie and I will now now be doing our interviews, our jams, uh, and we'll also be doing a weekly report of how uh, our fame journey is coming and, and the journey to becoming rock stars. So, see ya.